Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Sorry. (laughs) So leave it in, leave it in. Picture it, Los Angeles 2024. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everyone. OMG. Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you're ever going to listen to. Well, except for the other podcasts of guests that we have today, but we'll talk about that in a minute. I am H. Allen Scott slash Sadie Pines. I'm Carrie Doherty, and before we get into today's episode, we are officially in our 10th year of mm. doing this podcast, which okay. is absolutely wild. I So I very quickly just wanted to take a moment and play for everyone the intro from our very first episode 10 years ago, back in 2014, when we were little babies, H.L. <laughs> Scott. Let's, I, I just want to play it because I just, I yes. want to hear the first time we ever did this. Picture it, Los Angeles, 2014. Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you will ever need to listen to. I'm H. Allen Scott. And I'm Carrie Doherty, and this is a podcast where we have a friend over to watch and talk about an episode of the Golden Girls. Now, we have seven (laughs) seasons and 180 episodes to get through. (laughs) Yes. So, fasten Fasten your your seatbelt, slut puppies. Oh, my God. I cannot. Oh, First God. off, the audio quality. We have come so far. And sec- we have come so far. Secondly, even just how I do the intro, I because I was so boring there. I was so, I wasn't, I, I had no flair. I had nothing. I had, there was no, <laughs> there was nothing. I needed a little flair. Maybe I wasn't gay in 2014. Who knows? No, I- you definitely were. I would say, <laughs> I would just say this was, we just had... It was big. We were doing our very first podcast. It was a big thing. I just, I thought it would be fun to play that. And we truly do sound like little babies. I don't know. To me, we sound like little babies. Yes. So I just wanted to take that quick stroll down memory lane because I thought it would be cute and fun. More to come this Uh, year. So much more fun things to come in our 10th anniversary. Yes. So much more. Yeah. We have a 10th anniversary that'll be coming up later Mm. this year. We'll, We'll do something big and special. But today we're so excited. We're joined by two very special guests. Despite the fact that we always say in our intro, we're the only Golden Girls podcast you're ever going to need to listen to, it is kind of a fun holdover from when we first started doing the podcast. When, when we, we were literally, literally the, were the, the only, only <laughs> Golden Girls podcast you could listen to. Uh, but we love our fellow GG podcast. If you're watching the video version of this right now, I don't know if you can see. I'm literally... <laughs> 
I'm wearing a, a rainbow sweater with a giant heart on it yeah. just to show how much we love our other Golden Girls podcasts. And uh, today we're so excited to be chatting with Sarah and Lauren from the Enough Wicker podcast. Welcome. Hello, Sarah and Lauren. Welcome. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I love it. Wait, that was wait. Let's let's identify voices for anyone who doesn't maybe listen to your podcast. So, Sarah, you say hello first. Oh, hello. I'm. Uh, I sound like a swallowed man, but uh, <laughs> as as uh, as you were saying earlier, I, I you know I'm I'm channeling my best B. Arthur. I love slash it. Thess Parker. I love it. I love. It. And Lauren, you say hello. Hi. I'm here. It's a pleasure well, to be here. As so I said, <laughs> I'm sure our audience already knows. You know, y'all, we love we love sharing the love with these other Golden Girls podcasts that have popped up. You know, over the years after we started, and it's so kind of awesome that we're all kind of talking about the girls in our own kind of ways. But I want to know if you can tell me a little bit about how you two met and how the podcast got started. Go for it, Lauren. All right. Well, um, Sarah and I met. We were working at a museum. Um, not an art museum, but a museum. Um, you guys actually... I know Neither of us work part-time. It's none of that yeah. bullshit. We were full-time workers. 12 hours a week, working our fingers to the bone. Um, Luckily, also not being harassed by our boss. Nice. But you guys, you're familiar with New York. And so yeah. we worked at this uh, history um, science museum that's aboard an aircraft carrier. I don't know what the copyright rules are, but we worked there. And we met there. And um, we just had this, like, uh, we were going to a happy hour. And somehow one of us said something from the Golden Girls, like, you know, like a kind of a basic reference. And I think the other one just like kind of turned around and was like, oh, that's that from the Golden Girls. And then we had this kind of like exchange uh, <laughs> where I was like, well, I'm a really big fan. And Sarah was like, well, I'm a really big uh, fan. I'm a really big you know, fan. But like, you know, I was but really, I really am. Like, <laughs> um, and then we proceeded to um, do Golden Girls trivia at the bar. And it was when there, I think it was like a mental floss quiz, you know, so it was like a legit one. Um, yeah, by do Golden Girls trivia, we mean we forced everyone else we were with to go on the internet and try to quiz both of us <laughs> because incredible. we both in our own minds we're like there's no possible way that she you ever could be feel, as yeah I, I mean as I, this is just an add-on question to this question so like one of the things that i fall into i kind of whenever i hear a trivia thing i kind of step back a little bit because i'm like i need to let others have this this isn't my game you know what i mean i know that this is my game and i know i'm going to dominate so i'm just gonna step back and applaud everyone else do you guys ever do that in public trivia well, I'm, no well yes pub well public yeah lauren's a little more competitive than I am. I, I also, I can, I have other thoughts about trivia and thing. I think you are. <laughs> You're fiercer. You're fiercer. This is all in a good way. This is a compliment. Pretend I'm also wearing a heart shirt when I said that comment. But um, I think for us, it was more of this, like this, you did have to sort of prove yourself. Like we couldn't both just say we were very big fans because we also, neither of us had ever had anybody in our life that was that moment. Mm. And I will say, you know, we exhausted the rest of our colleagues who were like, <laughs> fuck you guys. Like you, you found each other, whatever. Um, and I remember Lauren telling her mom that, you know, that she met this person who literally is obsessed with the golden girls as much as she is. And, um, she texted Lauren texted me and she goes, my mom's really glad I found you and your golden brain. <laughs> oh, that's really sweet. It was oh, very cute. Are you both wearing golden girl shirts right now? 
Lauren, I we feel like indeed. you're wearing yeah, Golden Girls like, shirts. This is from the um, Chris Gallo Golden Girls posters. Yeah. We love Chris. Yours we is Be Proud, Chris. Be Arthur. I love that. And Sarah, what and is yours say? Mine is my, mine is like reversed in this like oh I can see it from me. So, but it's... yes, you'll have to excuse me if I don't have the rolling gait of an infomaniac. Um, <laughs> is that that's which also is a wonderful Chris Gallo shirt, right? Absolutely, um, yeah, and it's actually great him. because we called him out on our podcast. I said that line. I love that line, and the way that Be Arthur delivers it. And I was like, this should be a Chris Gallo shirt. And he was like, knock, knock. I made it. <laughs> He's and, done that with which is too. wonderful. Yeah. With a, Absolutely. Oh, God, I wish I was dead. Yeah. <laughs> and the way totally. he spelled it, G-A-W-D-D-E-Y-U-D. I was like, he's so perfect at he's those things. Dead is perfect. Dayod. It's part of the reason why I'm like, there is no merch other than Chris Gallo sometimes. He just knows what he's doing. Like, don't compete with totally. the best. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, and and to that point, right, like the finding the the golden brains of the fans, like Mm -hmm. there had there was no other hyper specific reference, you know, like Mm -hmm. in terms of the the mass appeal of like his products until he really brought that out. And it was it's really I mean, think about the people who have no idea what the show is and like. 90% 90% of his t-shirts everybody's like what the fuck yeah you know, like, what do you mean that's what the crow said how is that a gold I don't understand yeah, that who was yeah. who was the crow I don't I don't know was that like the fifth girl I don't so exactly yes so so let's talk about enough wicker because I, I do really like the perspective at which you sort of come at the golden girls it's from a scholarly perspective so why was that sort of the angle that you wanted to take with your podcast I, I think that like throughout, um, of course, you know, we, we obviously knew about your podcast, listen to your podcast, the OGs. We, you know, I was basically curious, um, from like the perspective of like how, what, what is the fandom like on the internet? I hadn't really like delved into anything because I've just always personally loved it. I've met other people who personally loved it, but it was never something where I needed to like pursue a fandom, probably just because I was like a bit older than in high school. Mm -hmm. I didn't have the internet in high school. I probably would have been all over, um, you know, products and toys and games and, and forums and things like that. But I was really surprised to learn that people had written their dissertation on the show that people were publishing like actual scholarly journal articles in actually scholarly, you know, scholarly journals teaching college courses about the show. And I just thought that was like phenomenal because it had such a profound effect on my life, not only because it is so funny and it's so timeless and it's just so enjoyable and such a comfort watch, but also because I, I reflect my life while looking at the show. Yeah. So just like philosophically, I think we were so surprised. I mean, like, you know, Lauren and I are exchanging things back and forth. We're like, oh my God, this guy, you know, in University of Minnesota, he's like, he's teaching a course. Like this guy wrote a term paper about like all of the health aspects and the AIDS, you know, the episode. Um, And we were just like, this is incredible. And I love that perspective of approaching it. Like, like you are studying for a course. Um, Mm -hmm. And then the best part is (laughs) when you reach out to these people, they're like, Oh my God, you read my paper. Like, I don't even think the dissertation like group read my paper. Hell yeah. yeah, I'll talk to you about it. You know? So it was just like a fun, an exchange of ideas, but again, in a, in a sort of a different way, like the, the, the time was ripe. We thought to, um, to sort of lift up these, these academics that, uh, hadn't had a chance to shine as much. Definitely. And like, well, one of the things that I always, I mean, cause it's the question that I, and I think Carrie too, always gets asked wherever we go. Which Golden Girl are you? Now, Sarah, I know which Golden Girl you're channeling tonight just because of um, the uh, previously addressed Indeed. previously addressed voice. But if you would tell us which Golden Girl both of you are. 
I'm 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 in character. I'm in character tonight always. <laughs> I'm absolutely Dorothy. I I I relate to her quote unquote straight man, you know, uh, like Ness in, in all of the archetypes that are played. Um, I really relate to her being the only divorcee and actually like having what I think is one of the biggest journeys from like start to finish in the, the, um, the series that she, where she comes from, she comes so far emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, and I relate to her sarcasm. I mean, just absolutely fucking great as yeah. well as like looking around saying, you guys are insane. You know, yeah. like this, this, these are the people I surround myself with. Yeah. Totally. How about you, Lauren? Um, so I always say that I'm a Sophia with uh, a Dorothy uh, rising and a Blanche moon. Mm. Um, I honestly, I feel like that is uh, explanation enough, um, but I don't really think hey, I No any, further comment. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have any bit of rose. Thank I you think and that goodbye. like I, present as Sophia I think I like I'm pretty sure um I like am a little sassy you know um but I feel like emotionally I connect deepest to Blanche and that's like where I feel the most feelings watching the show is like her sort of like family stuff Mm -hmm. um and I sort of present myself to the world I think as Dorothy so wow we definitely have like a Dorothy Sophia dynamic (laughs) and not in this like not that like Lauren's more mischievous or something, but I do think that like you do have like these little fun jabs and comments and things that absolutely is like Sophia. But instead of like Dorothy, where I don't roll my eyes, I just laugh at you. So yeah. uh, it's yeah. great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so incredible. I think, and we've talked about it on the podcast before. I'm a t- I'm, I'm a Sophia slash Dorothy for sure. I'm very maternal. Um, I also, but like Dorothy, I feel like I also like, I'm all about like justice and like principles, <laughs> uh, and, and HL and everybody. I mean, I always love to hear what you are as well. Oh, I'm Blanche. I'm Blanche. I mean, I just but- am, I am Blanche. I mean, I'm Blanche <laughs> in drag and out of drag, but I'm also like, I have a hint of Rose in me. I know that about myself. I'm very naive. I will believe people at face value, but then I will come back and like scorn, you know, the day you were born kind of situation. So like I have both of those worlds in me. I don't, I would like to think I'm as cool. I'd like to think that I'm cool enough to be Dorothy, but I'm self-aware enough, which is this this is the rose in me. I'm self-aware enough to know that I'm not as cool as Dorothy will ever be. So I am Blanche and Blanche would never be self-aware. being wide eyed and slutty. Yep, exactly. The best kind of way. Perfect. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I love it. Carrie, so, Carrie, are you uh, an enjoyer of diagramming sentences? Just have to. Oh, a hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I love to diagram my sentences. I'm yes. I love to tutor. I love to tutor Mario Lopez, all that stuff. <laughs> um, so shiitake both... mushrooms. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's such a good episode. So I knew this was going to happen too when we were all talking. I was like, we're just, there are just going to be so many references just shouted out at each other. And it's going to be amazing. Uh, because you both have such sort of interesting perspectives and your podcast does when breaking down Golden Girls episodes, we figured tonight we would ask you both to weigh in on some of the biggest debates and discussions yeah. that we have had on this podcast over the last 10 years. And we'll kind of, we'll let you weigh in first and then we'll just sort of very quickly tell you sort of where we've landed. That we're wrong. Discussions. And no, no. This is all subjective, mostly. Yes. Um, there are a few objective ones, but that's just because we have very strong opinions. Yes, of course. Um, yes. But before HL, we get into oh, sorry. Yes, any yes. of that, let's take a little bit of a break and we will come back with all of that fun. Perfect. 
Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we are back with Sarah and Lauren from Enough Wicker, about to weigh in on discussions and debates that H. Allen and I have had on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. H. Allen, you want to start us off? I do. Yes. Let's Ooh. start with Miles. I have an opinion. Mm. Is he a good boyfriend or is he a shitty boyfriend? Let's start with Lauren. What do you think? Oh, um, I think he's. You can say shit. Well, okay. I do have a clarifying question. I guess like, are we taking into account Golden Palace miles? Because I think that. No, no, no. No, no. No, no, no. I think this is fully Golden Girls. I don't think we need to take. Yeah, we'll just say we'll just say Golden Girls. Yeah. Canon. But he was shitty on both. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm giving my opinion. We're supposed to weigh in on the end. I don't want to. I can't help it. Blanche. Blanche. I will say so. I think he's like a good on the okay on the side of good but i did go back and listen to one of the episodes where you guys talked about this and um i felt like you made a pretty compelling case about why he was bad so i would say that i'm in the good camp but i'm a swing voter wow (laughs) he's on thin ice never thought never thought i'd hear you say that yeah yeah sarah what about you i think so i i think my, my initial gut check of this was like He's pretty all right because what I do enjoy about most of the episodes where he's presenting is that he does challenge Rose in ways, one, that she needs to be challenged. I do believe that your partner should challenge you in terms of like opening up different experiences, pulling you out of your shell. And also he's fairly like a direct communicator when he's like, what are you doing? Why? Who is this guy in the bushes taking photos of us? Why are you pinching my nose? You know, like things yeah. like that when she is sort of playing games uh, because of Blanche, honestly. But um, so I, I do feel like there are moments where you actually see him be a, like a strong, straight male communicator in a relationship who isn't interested in playing games, mm. which is like a perspective we don't see very often. Yeah. However, if you take the whole crazy ass you know is he you know like running is he run from the mob because he's an accountant Mm. who is he what's the deal like that whole thing is is not a good not a good show not a a good uh, showing for life of yes a life of lies but also like he got her fucking twisted up in his business and it was actually life-threatening i don't know <laughs> I, just think, I feel like the off. lies there's there's a certain kind of lie that's hot you know what i mean like the possibility of like of 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 roses charlie having slept with blanche in that one episode like that's kind of hot to me that's a hot lie you know what i mean whereas like Wait. 
What? What? I thought it was hotter when she slept with the pontoon boat, to be honest. That's true. That too. But I think it's kind of a hot lie because it's like, you know, Rose and Blanche have the same taste in men and they kind of swapped them. Like, that's kind of hot. Whereas, like, with Miles, (laughs) ain't nothing hot about anything he said or done. That bitch was a liar and he brought his daughter into it too. Or is he... Or is she? I don't know. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. That's yeah. the part. You know, that's where the like, storylines get weird. His okay. guy was to be, um, you know, like a rat. So, yeah, that's yeah. not yeah. It's not giving me anything. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like it's sort of with the two of you, you see the good in Miles, but you can't overlook the bad. That kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. 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 We just objectively say he sucks because to us, the bad over completely outweighs all mm-hmm. of the good mm-hmm. miles is absolutely the worst thank you for your opinion okay. i love it i love it are we allowed to just ask us a, a slight follow-up question like sure. i'd love to know yeah. who who is an example of a very good boyfriend on the golden girls oh, to you that's you know mm. that's so jake good. jake was really good but only because jake was hot mm. but jake was also really good you know what i mean like, well that actually segues oh sorry it segues into my next question oh go ahead Who's the hottest guy the women ever dated? Any of the women there ever you dated? Go. I yeah, mean, Jake. Jake. Right? <laughs> it's obviously yeah. Jake. Oh, we all agree on that one. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Jake yeah. is amazing. I think. Yeah, um, I think he was a good boyfriend um, because mm-hmm. he didn't have the opportunity to hurt Blanche. Yeah. She hurt yeah. him first. And I mean, anyone totally. with like a nose tattoo is not going to hurt you, honestly. Like they're not going to do no, there's no harm coming from someone with a nose tattoo that looks like that. Like they are the salt of the earth. Marry them immediately. You're an idiot, Blanche. Sorry. Also, that sailor bar with the splinters and the soup bowls was so hot. Talk about like the best date. A yes. Dream. I'm not into she it. goes to the rusty anchor. What oh the God. fuck was she bitching about? There were moments. Anyway. There were moments in New York City whenever there was like Fleet Week and the guys would walk around town and I was just, my full on Blanche would come out and I was just like, here I am. Let's go to the Sailor Ball with Jake. You know what I mean? Like I. Well, well fun story about Fleet Week, because as Lauren alluded to, we worked on an aircraft carrier museum in New York City. Mm. Uh, and then it was Fleet Week when we worked there and I was really excited. And then I realized that everyone was like 22. Yeah. But there's a long <laughs> And I was that. like, I don't really. Real creep. I it's legal, but can, it wasn't the hunk of Jake, right? They can lift I wanted the a, artwork. You know. They can lift the artwork. They're fine. Don't worry about it. Really brings out my delts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. See, um, my dad was in the Navy, so I just can't. Never really did it for you. Never can't go to, there. Never really, never. never. I have a whole line of jokes that I wanted to say that I'm just gonna hold off on. Um, yeah, hold so, off. Let. Let's get to the next question. The St. Olaf stories. So how tuned in are you two to the St. Olaf stories? Or is this when you get up and go to the restroom? Mm. Neither for me. However, it is one of my least favorite, um, not, not even necessarily least favorite, but in terms of the way that people celebrate them and like, they're like, oh my God, this is like the best thing. And it's so funny in that story. And like, all the Scandinavian made up words, et cetera, on merchandise or just in the fandom. It's not one of my favorite parts because to me, especially in later seasons, they become like fully unbelievable in like the reality realm that mm-hmm. I have them all living in. And it's, it's more of like Rose might need to be checked out like mental health wise. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> this could not have actually happened. That's where, that's where I go. I watch the whole thing. I don't like excuse myself, but I'm, I'm not very, I'm not really into them. Lauren, what about yeah, you? Um, I would agree. There's a couple, though, that I think are really funny. And I always, like, I feel like, you know, I'm, I am know that you guys see this too, but, like, laugh before they, they come out. Yeah. Um, there's a handful of examples of those. Um, 
I'm trying to think of like which ones I like, but generally like, yeah, I agree with Sarah. Like I'm not super into them. I think like sometimes obviously like they're never realistic, but sometimes I think they're just like too like, um, I don't know, like just like meant to be so goofy and like wacky and um, just like misses the roseness of it. You know, it feels just like a crazy yes. place that anyone could be talking about. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. None of them. They. Can't. I. I think I, I agree with that. That. That's what. That's why I was saying it. Like pulls it into this other reality realm where it's like, yeah. no, no. The funniest part is the Betty White playing Rose, yeah. inserting herself into this, being like, "Isn't this the most amazing place that I come from?" I feel like the writers, and I mean, we've talked to the writers. We know the writers. Like, I don't want to <laughs> pass judgment, but I will. Um, I think they were always kind of chasing the Great Herring War. You know what I mean? They were always trying to yeah. chase the totally. the greatness of that story and how perfect it was and they weren't they didn't always quite catch up to the greatness of the great herring war you know yeah so you get up and you go to the bathroom i'm the one who i love the saint olaf stories again just coming just as a writer i feel like those must have been really fun to craft because you just do like a mad libs of like fill in some weird scandinavian name Mm -hmm. with a weird food and then something weird you might do on a farm but it's a human instead of a person Mm -hmm. but um I do think, and we just talked about this because we just did Rose's best St. Olaf stories as like a compilation. The one where Rose gets her birthday spankings, sorry, the one where Rose gets assaulted by a volcano, yeah. that to me just yeah. felt like it was on another show because I was like, when, where, where are the volcanoes in St. Olaf? That's what, that's the, I don't that's know the one why I, I volunteered. I don't know why I volunteered. Um, Okay. All right. But what, real quick question. Sorry. Sorry yes. You know, yes, we're, uh, podcasters and podcasters, we're going to fucking talk. So did you, what I actually think is, is funny is when they, you know, the few times we actually get near or in St. Olaf, it makes it actually better for me. Like mm-hmm. the particular scene I'm thinking of is when they're at the, the train station when they're they're switching from coming yes. from St. Olaf with the like some pots belong on the back burner you know I mean like this yeah. is like yeah. that guy is he's a St. So Olaf story but like he's yeah. real and he's a character and you can actually see it play out you know what I mean yeah. so yep. that actually grounds me more than some of the Sven, other ones when Sven comes and visits or yes like, you know yeah. the, exactly the, the three twins or whatever like when they those moments those St. Olaf moments work for me like it's just mm-hmm. the stories don't always even baby being there baby Baby was an extension of St. Olaf in a way that I was just like, baby's kind of stupid, old, and like kind of falling apart here. And that's what's sort of St. Olaf y of him. You know what I mean? Like, very. I loved baby. baby. All right. I love talking about this. This is so much fun. I'm having a blast. Okay. Michael's born. You're very convincing. This is an important question. This is very important to me. This is personal. Does this involve math? No. No. Trust me. It does not with me. It's not important to me if it involves math. So no, it's not. (laughs) Yes. Michael's born hotter with a mustache or without a mustache? With a mustache. End of question. Lauren. Yeah. I mean, okay. I was going to (laughs) say how you answer that would be dependent upon how we enter into this friendship in the future. Um, in that, in that, now I would have taken both and I would have accepted you as a reality in both. But now that you included the mustache, you're on the holiday card list. You know what I mean? Like, Love it. I literally thought you were going to hang up the podcast. No, like that's it. No. Short episode. There is just something about that mustache. It, that oh, absolutely. Just, I mean, it just makes me want to eat a mint Milano. It just, it just, it makes sure. me want to just sit there and slowly just let the Milano just dissolve in my mouth. I'm so excited you got sponsorship from Pepperidge Farm. I feel like the mustache, like that type of mustache is like 
back. I'm yeah. seeing it around. Oh, trust me. I, I know. For sure. And um, I like to walk around and look for it. We also like the mustache. Yes. yes. Yeah. I mean, I'll take if, both. In for case the record. that wasn't clear. I'll take both for the record. I will take both because I, again, I'm Blanche. I'll take both for the record. But the mustache is All the right. priority. All right. H. Allen Scott slash Sadie Pines. You got the oh. next one there? You, you, make me, you make me do a job after this. Um, <laughs> of all the guest stars. He's all flustered. I am. I'm all flustered. I'm thinking of mustaches. Of all the guest stars on The Golden Girls, who is the biggest villain? Oh, the biggest villain. Yeah. Mm. Plot twist. See, oh, well, gotta, we went in a, we went in gotta be Rex. Oh, oh. oh. Phys- physical abuse. Physical and emotional abuse. Mm. Yeah. The end. Wow. I didn't even, I don't even, it's so funny. I don't even factor him in. Wow. Well, we did do a, a top villains list <laughs> I, I love <laughs> on Enough Wicker for sure. That. Yeah. Lauren, what about And you? I think it that. was, it was hard, but it was the, it, for me, it was the physical and emotional abuse com- combined. That was like, that's a good one. That that's a good one. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I also think of Rex, um, but I'm trying, who was number two, Sarah? Do you remember who we had number two on it's our gotta list? It's got to be Barbara Thorndike, it right? It was. Oh, she, she, she was Barbara there. Thorndike was definitely up there, but it wasn't, it was another dude who was Mr. emotionally Terrific. abusive. I thought he was awful. Oh, oh. <laughs> was it, was it um, the, sub, the her teacher um, from high school? That, he's a villain to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mr. Yeah. Gordon. Mr. Gordon's a villain to me. No, he, he is a, he is a villain, but well, he who was, was not up there. Also, the, um, oh, the yes, that that's like who, that's who it was. No, 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 no. Oh, no, Rose's no, no. Dentist. How am I fucking forgetting? Rose's I'm blocking Dennis him. Rita? Jeremy. Oh. Jeremy. Oh, oh Jeremy. Oh, Jeremy. He was, he was number two. The third one was the cheese man, and we ranked him so high because he almost killed everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of like him. He was stopped yeah. by a crossing guard but, in a dress. Rose almost killed everybody, too. Let's be real about that with that gun in that yeah. episode. Fair, so she like, gets a pass. Yeah, she gets a pass. Gets a pass. <laughs> I wish he would have shot last. You know who's my villain? Stable Mabel here. You know who's my villain that like wasn't a villain on the episode, but I feel like secretly was a villain behind the scenes and was trying to like change things on the Golden Girls? Debbie Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Oh hell yeah! I think Debbie well, Reynolds I mean, is a listen, low-key villain. But listen, like as soon as you see her on that episode, you're just like, yes, I can see the alternate universe yes. in which this takes place. Yes. Like absolutely, Designing handful women. of rice, handful of dirt. I mean, for real. Yeah, yeah, Perfect. and it just it concerned me because it's like, no, I know Dorothy can't leave. Dorothy can't leave. Leave Debbie. Leave. You know, like I had to. Well. Debbie Reynolds could not have replaced B. Arthur because she was too much like Blanche. That that it would have shifted the whole dynamic. The whole show would have just tilted up and sank. Mm -hmm. I'm beginning to like her. Um, Yes, for sure. Too Blanche. Oh, I love I love your I love that you did a villain episode. Yeah, uh, Yeah. and that you will send it to you. most I feel like a lot of people just sort of because you clearly took the time. I feel like a lot of people would have been like, "Oh, Barbara Thorndike, Frida Claxton," but well, you're like, "No, I no, say, no, no." Barbara Thorndike, like as a Jew, Barbara Thorndike is high up on that list yeah. for me. Like she's she's the oh, yeah, ultimate for sure. villain. Five. Yeah, yeah. Sure. There was there was like I think when we were putting the list together, we were really shocked that so many like ended up at the top, yeah. and we did like a physical violence. You know, like this will literally cause you actual bodily harm. <laughs> All of this, and then like you know, moving down the, the ranks because of course there's, there's like petty thieves there. There's mm-hmm. Derek, you know, mm-hmm. 
stealing some shit. Like mm-hmm. there's obviously Frida Claxton because Lewis, you know she she's evil. Daisy. Yep. Daisy. Yeah. Daisy, of course, of course, yeah. you know. But like red ink actually killing you. You know, like there's I mean, there's a couple there's a couple of value judgments. You could have contact dermatitis, you know what I mean? You could have like a situation <laughs> with the red ink. I don't know. Totally. <laughs> Carrie, what's your question? All right. So great. Let's see. What do I got? Oh, here's a fun one. What is the worst episode of the Golden Girls? Lauren. Um, I have a Blanche's little girl for me. Mm, why why is that one the worst one for you? Um, I don't know. I, Sarah, that's what you, was that what you were going to say too? No. Oh, interesting. But it, it is, it's one of the most uncomfortable ones for me. Yeah. The one, the yeah. one I, like, I think the worst episode and the one I like to watch the least are two different answers for me. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that's the one I like to watch the least. That's definitely yeah. true. <laughs> mm-hmm. sure. um, that's a fair, that's a fair designation. Um, Remember, we're scholars, Lauren. We have to make yes, these very nuanced. <laughs> I mean, okay. So I think the worst one, people, I know that, you know, Empty Nest is like a real trigger for people. Um which I would agree with. I think the thing is, like, it's not exactly an episode of the Golden Girls. It's like their pepper, like you know, backdoor pilot that is is a different show. Um, so I think if you're expecting the Golden Girls and you get that, you're probably the most displeased. Even if you get like a Mister Terrific or like a Mary Had a Little Lamb or something, like at least the girls are still around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you know, of course, like always, love to see Rita Moreno on a screen. But I think if you're yeah. expecting the Golden Girls, like that's what you want. Um, so I would say emptiness. I would say Blanche's little girl. I have to give a little shout out Blanche's little girl. That was one of our back in the day when we were first doing this podcast. One of our first guests that was actually on the golden girls or had a connection to the golden girls she sean Sean came on the podcast and she came over to my shitty apartment and we sat with that dumb yeti mic and just talked and it was just like it was just so cool so the part of me has a soft spot for that episode just because of sean chef's yeah, I mean she's awesome. Like she's yeah. it she's is hard to watch problem. though. It's, it is hard to and watch. And we talked about it too that it, it it's not just I mean everybody, you know, piles on Jeremy when he's treating her like shit, but all the other women make fat jokes about her. And it's yeah. like you're totally, no better. You're totally. making these jokes about her too. Yeah. It's it's no. yeah. I, Wait, I hear Sarah, what's your what's your worst? Yeah. Mine is Mr. Terrific because mm. I agree with Lauren and like I actually I don't mind watching Empty Nests. I think it's ridiculous, but it doesn't like we actually again a post on enough wicker that we made was basically like the the worst Golden Girls episode is not even a Golden Girls episode. I don't even consider you know I mean I consider it obviously part of it, but it's just so not them. They're popping in. Mm-hmm. Whereas when I watch Mister Terrific, there's so much wrong with the way yeah. one that it's just that guy sucks and like. The He's motivations, yeah. the motivations for me aren't good. Yeah. Um. I think the I think the writing is sloppy in ways that it's not, and it just feels like where you're just like, what happened? Bottom dropped out right here, you know. And again, yeah. no disrespect. There, there's so much complicated, you know, like the complications in the writers' room, whatever. But it feels out of place to me in a way that like no other episode does. I also firmly believe that, and I feel like, and this isn't me being ageist because I feel like I'm at that age. I feel like there is an age where you should not be wearing tights with underwear over the tights um, in public as like an, you know what I mean? Like I don't, sure. <laughs> I just don't think you should. So. That's, yeah, that's a biggie for me for that one. Now, this is by far, and I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but this is um, one of the most controversial things on out on the lanai specifically that we've had over the years, and it is from the episode To Catch a Neighbor. Now, 
Carrie wrote this question, but I'm going to switch around the way she wrote it because of to, to reflect the way I feel. Uh, so <laughs> do you think that Blanche was being strictly maternal in her relations with George Clooney in this episode or. Oh, I'm sorry. Did or, you say in her relations? Or yes, because she had they or had her- they had relations, but not the not the incestual ones that you were thinking. Or do you feel that she had perhaps wanted to sleep? with George Clooney in that episode. I feel that it was a maternal feeling only. I think it's a a moment where we actually get to see Blanche. (laughs) Hey, John, stop celebrating. I think, I I honestly think that it's, it's one of the sweetest moments that we get to see Blanche as a mother. Thank you. As only a mother. Listen, and George Clooney is fucking hot. He doesn't have a mustache, but he's really hot in that. Yes. And thank God that he was on Golden Girls to save his health insurance or whatever, because we wouldn't have gotten him on ER, etc. Mm-hmm. But I think that for Blanche, her um, her you know, divining rod of sexuality of a man, like literally in her bed, you know, like in her home, is clouded by the fact that she does think Al is super hot. Yes. And she does have... What my one of my favorite, favorite, favorite sort of like recurring relationship moments in the show is Blanche and Dorothy's jealousies of one another. Mm. So I think there's a really interesting moment here in this episode where, you know, Blanche really likes Al. She flirts with Al, you know, and then like, you know, we cut to the scene. She's like, oh, my God, he's practically your daughter's boyfriend. Like she's sort of we don't get to see her moment where you know she's fucking jealous you know Mm -hmm. she's jealous that al Mm -hmm. wanted dorothy right Mm -hmm. so i think then she's sort of like preoccupied in that sphere Mm -hmm. and as which is and i i can see what what your point is going to be carrie because it's weird for blanche to not just turn to the next piece of man meat and be like i'm going after that one i get that um you know i'd like to write that down but uh (laughs) but but i do think that she is like she's sort of distracted by that and then she has this really genuine moment and I will say, if I met a man as hot as he was, if he reminded me of my son, I really wouldn't go for it. So anyway, that's my opinion. Yeah. And I feel like, I don't know, Carrie, you just said you can't be into anyone in the Navy because your dad was in the Navy. And I feel like if Bobby was reminding her of her her son, it is, I agree. I think it's the only one of the only times we ever see her is like purely maternal. And I feel like, though, I do think she thinks he's attractive, but it's like a weird, like, I'm so proud of him sort of way. And like, it feels, I don't know. There's definitely like some sort of like Greek mythology. That's like this story of like this mother who's like, you know, proud of her son's like prowess essentially. Um, so I, yeah, I have to agree. I think she's purely maternal. Would you like, would you like to add anything, Carrie? (laughs) I wouldn't, I would, I would just like to say the audience knows how I feel and I really respect and admire the opinions of our two guests here today. I do too. Oh, absolutely. This is a wonderful scholarly debate. I do vow to, um, I feel like one of the Shirelles, uh, no, but Carrie, I would, I would like you to say what your strongest piece of evidence is like, I mean, evidence for your opinion, you know what I mean? But like what, just just give us a line well, or two. She's I know evolved on this too. This. We've from, spoken about this. Yeah. From like, a scholarly perspective, vibes. Yes. No, I have oh. I have evolved. Vibes, it's a period. little bit vibes. No, it's vibes. it's become we a little bit them. of a running joke. Now that I am a mother and I have a child, I feel like, yes, I lean more I I will say it right here right now. I lean a little bit more towards the maternal side. Thank so, you. I'm not Thank I'm you. not saying that there's no 
Not saying it wouldn't be hot. It would be anywhere. hot. Absolutely. Totally would be hot. Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you both so, so much for weighing in on those debates and discussions. Yeah. I feel yeah. like our audience is going to be really, really excited to hear all of your thoughts. And since the two of you, and I didn't know that you were going to do this today, but you were sort of going back and forth about who is the bigger Golden Girls fan. And this seemed to be sort of part of your origin story as friends. <laughs> so I'm now going to put you through the ringer with some Golden Girls trivia. But before if that's we get okay. to that, before we get to yes. that, I, I'm the break queen here, guys. I'm the one who has you to are throw the break these queen. breaks. I don't so pay attention to We the need time. to take a little break and then we will come right back with all of this fabulous trivia. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. Is that all the, oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. And we are back, and I have the first question for Lauren. Ooh, what's the name of the product that Stan invents that opens baked potatoes? You also use the name Sporny. <laughs> yes! I, I use the same her. name. Yeah. In bed? <laughs> I Like I said earlier, I, I, was, I, just, I wasn't sure. I was like, I don't want to make these too hard. So I feel like it's fun. You I want the like audience at home to play fun. along. Well, of course, of course, home to yell it yes. out. But I'm I also conscious about my trivia questions. now. Oh, no, no, no. But I also like my opinion on trivia, too, is just like you're you're like, oh, everything that I believe in and everything I care about the Golden Girls. If I fail one question, I just must be banished from the kingdom. You're like, no. <laughs> I know I'm also <laughs> oh. I'm almost 40. I got two kids, too. My brain is fucking mush. I can you know, you, it's in there somewhere. I can tell you, Sarah, and I'm sure you guys have experiences, too. I n- n- Notoriously on this podcast, am bad with quotes. I'm bad with quotes in general, and yeah, the yeah, way yeah. that they drag me for misquoting, as oh, if yeah, it's, as if absolutely. it's like as if it's like the end of times. How am I hosting a Golden Girls podcast? Well, guess what? Ten years on, I still am. <laughs> We I, each I other love up. it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, of course, but I mean, it's funny because I remember, um, you know, like, like, like way, way back. So I, I, I was a big Green Day fan growing up, and like yeah. I remember going to in the year 2000 a show and somebody it was like they were doing like a small show like request hour and people were just yelling out like songs and somebody yelled out a song from like an album three years ago and Billy Joe Armstrong was like what song is that? <laughs> like, he was like, I don't even know what you're talking about. It was on like a studio album. And that moment wow. for me was also like, that's you're so just funny. like it. Right. Like, I mean, yeah. you talk to the writers of the golden girls and like grill them and they're like, I don't fucking know. Yeah, and I wrote know. this shit. Exactly. Right. So it's, it's just, it's funny to me because it is 
a way, obviously, to sort of discern different things. Yes. So, not non super fans don't know about the Zborny. Of course. But I and, and it's right. <laughs> it can be done. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, yada yada yada. Fire yeah. at me. What's yeah. the question? Yeah, Kara, your turn. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Next question. This one's for Sarah. What does Blanche call Rebecca's daughter Aurora instead of her actual name? Oreo. Yeah. That's what we call. That's what we call Carrie's little baby on the podcast. Oreo. We call a little oh, Oreo. It's so cute. I love it. Little Oreo. I Perfect. Love it. I love it. Okay, so my question. I come up with Golden Girls code names for my kids. You should. Yeah. You should. <laughs> I, know. I know. We never came up because we have because Carrie's husband is named Stan and the we daughter call him Stan and then Oreo. But Michael just became Michael. Maybe because I found my own like Michael, like Dorothy's Michael. Maybe that's why. We, yeah, I think that's why no, we just doesn't. let Michael be Michael. No, yeah, we just let Michael be Michael. But you know what? Take. Nope, Michael. Just like grow mustache. <laughs> just like with Dorothy's Michael. Just let Michael be Michael. Um, yes. Okay. So back back to Lauren. So name. Does the, he wear a tie? Sorry. No, but he has. Name name the title of one of Barbara Thorndike's books. Dark the waves on Biscayne Bay. Go to bed with it every night. <laughs> yes. I would I would suck at this. Actually, I have to admit I would be so waves, bad at this game. Waves, more I waves. These questions though, because I can like. I'm not great at like names of guest stars or, you know, like I'm not great with like even sometimes names of episodes I get like a little fuzzy on. Um, but the way these questions are framed, it's like I'm playing the scene. So like I'm yeah. playing her say that, you know, so that's totally that's I love real, that. That feels like a such one. a black a black mirror moment. You're like just a second and your eyes just kind of roll back and you're actually <laughs> playing it. OK, totally. let's see. Oh, OK, Sarah. I'm Yvonne, and this is it. Can you name at least two of Yvonne's dance moves from her oh, class? Oh, wow. Well, definitely Whirly Bird. Um, that's great. And it's like, I, I'm just picturing Betty White's face. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, winter Wipers? Mm. Is that one of yes. them? Yes. Yes. And Whirly yeah, Birds? Oh, Jackhammer. Yeah. Yeah. There you yeah. go. And you then got Charlie it. Horse. That's right. Yeah. Oh, Charlie. Uh, <laughs> all right. We are, we are tie score right now. <coughs> two and two. Okay. Lauren, what's the name of the show that Rose produces where Blanche and Dorothy appeared as lesbians who live together and love each other? Wake Up Miami? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, what you an episode. You two are doing so good. So, so, so good. Image consultant. Produced by Harold Goldstein. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie? Image consultant. We don't like labels. Okay, Sarah, in Till Death Do We Volley, Dorothy wants to change the name of the welcome sign at her high school reunion that's being held in Miami for some reason, even though she went to school in Brooklyn. What does she want to what does she want the sign to say? The Dorothy Kill Trudy party. <laughs> yes. In your best Dorothy's Fornak voice. I mean, yes. The warble, the warble really worked out though. I mean, that question was perfect for you today, for sure. It was perfect. Totally. Okay. Absolutely. Lauren. What's the name of the Elvis fan club started by Blanche and Rose? Hunka Hunka Burning Love. I fan love club. it. A chapter, I believe. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I, there's no like, hold on, let me think. You're just like, yeah. No, Elvis would never have left this much meat on board. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. She's Dorothy, you're out of the club. Yeah, they kick her out. 
Like Dorothy finally is having fun, and they're like, "No, no, it's, you're not allowed." To I have never that got kind why there wasn't like a sex joke serious. follow up. Like after they said Elvis would never leave that much meat on the bone, I feel like that's an obvious setup for a Blanche sex joke. Being like, neither would Blanche. You know what I mean? Like something, <laughs> like right, something totally. there. I don't know. I don't know. Carrie, what's your what's the next? We one? had we had enough of the cross your legs moments with <laughs> yeah, Blanche in that true. episode. That's oh true. my gosh, that was so fun. Um, I wrote a Golden Girls spec, and there's a joke where um, they have a vegetarian over for dinner, and somebody's like, uh, oh, Blanche goes, I just can't imagine not eating meat. And um, Dorothy goes, that's because your bedroom is a sausage factory. That's pretty bad of that joke. <laughs> Zing. Love it. All right. It. Last question is for Sarah. How do men feel about Dorothy's cupcakes? Mm. Oh. Men love my cupcakes. <laughs> my cupcakes are moist and delicious. Can I say? That's perfect. That's an extended version of I, what we would have accepted. You no, both did. There you so go. Well, I need to, high I need, score. I, I, need to I didn't admit come up with a tiebreaker. I need to admit yes. something. What are you going to so admit? I was in, I forget what Zoom, but it was some stupid straight dude comic like podcast Zoom or whatever. <laughs> and someone, yes, but I was a guest on it because I was like the funny faggot or something. I don't know. But I was there and they said something about cupcakes. Cupcakes and I said, men love my cupcakes. And it was the glossed over look on all of those straight dudes' faces, thinking A, that I was probably flirting with them, and B, they had no idea where I was coming from with that. And you know what? I didn't even correct myself, didn't even explain it. I was just like, let's just leave it at that. Let's just leave it at that. Let's just leave it at that. Listen, somewhere, so, like somebody listened to that Zoom recording or whatever it yeah. was and appreciated it. So Thank you. We're, we're appreciating the story now. So yes. who gives a shit? Yes, exactly. Oh, so Carrie, what was the score? Where were we at? Well, you were both tied at four. I didn't come up with a tiebreaker. Um, My goodness. So I think you just both win, and you win the title of biggest Golden Girls fan. You, well, well, there you, you go. You co-own it. Yes, you both have it. We're I not, mean, you know. this is our origin story, right? Because if one of us had won, and if we hadn't been at that bar until 2 a.m. having some poor coworker of ours go back and forth forever until they exhausted the internet's version of trivia, we wouldn't have enough wicker. So, <laughs> oh. oh, I love that. Well, Carrie, I think they should stick around for a golden takeaway. Don't you? Yes. Yes. I, I think agree. we should. So let's take a break and we'll come back with our golden takeaway from this episode. And we are back with our golden takeaways, which is a nugget of truth or inspiration that you can apply to your lives or the lives of our listeners. Carrie, let's go before our guests to give them, even though I'm sure they're very much aware of these, what a golden takeaway is. Go ahead, Carrie, you start. I think my golden takeaway for today, I'm just, I'm so excited for this new friendship that we have all embarked upon. And I'm, I'm just always so blown away at the Golden Girls community and how, it's it's it was one television show that has just brought so many people together in so many amazing ways and so i'm just so glad to have the two of you on today and i also wanted to point out um that it so for those who haven't been to the enough wicker site so sarah and lauren have a starter guide a starter kit for someone maybe who is interested in the golden girls they've never seen it um, and I was reading it like, I don't know, way back when, and they've got all these articles, like a bit of background information, understanding the characters, understanding the references, start by watching the best, um, representative episodes, start, start, start watching by style of content. It's just, it's so much amazing stuff. And I think it is so wonderful that the two of you took the time to sort of 
welcome people who maybe want to dive into the Golden Girls world. But in like the, we're in a deep pool right now. We've had we've made a lot of deep references. <laughs> yeah. And for people who maybe it might seem overwhelming for them, um, it's very very sweet that you've sort of made this starter kit. So for anybody who's trying to get someone in their life to watch the Golden Girls to get into the Golden Girls, mm-hmm. go to Enough Wicker and 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 get that starter kit and send it to someone in your life. So good, so good. Love Although, it. My golden. Thanks for shouting that out. Of course. Of course. My golden takeaway from this episode is a pretty obvious one, but like at the beginning when we talk about, you know, how we're the only Golden Girls podcast you listen to, one of the things that like I really pride, and we were talking, we had a we had a, a Patreon watch along yesterday, I think it was, and uh, and it was so sweet because one of the things that we were talking about is that we don't see ourselves as like, you know, anybody in the GG community other than like mega super fans of the Golden Girls. And we're just sort of like the vessel that people can come more like a hub that where you can find out other Golden Girls things that are happening on the internet. So like, we want to talk about Chris Gallo and we want to talk about Mike Dennison and we want to talk about Enough Wicker and we want to talk about So Good We Named it. We want to talk about all these different things and Golden Con. And we want to freak out on them. We want to freak out on you guys just as much as we freak out and people freak out sometimes on us. And we love that sort of shared love thing because for me, at the end of the day, the essence of the Golden Girls and what the Golden Girls has brought to my life is a lot of love and a lot of community. And so there is zero competition in this community. It is all about love and all about just fanning out on these four senior citizens. And that is what, (laughs) that's all I want to do. So I want to thank you both for being here today. Absolutely. And the feeling is mutual. And I think that the best part of connecting with the show is connecting with so much of its message, which Mm -hmm. is chosen family, which is that underlying love. And it's just like, yeah, make your own path, you know, Mm -hmm. take from the show what you will. And you you can't help but if you really connect with it in that way to like share it with others and want to connect. Totally. Well, what's, what's is that your golden takeaway? Or would you like to have another? That is my golden takeaway. (laughs) But also... But also, um, I, I think that, you know, like building on that is that, you know, I obviously like connected with one of my the the best friends of my life, uh, you know, Lauren uh, here. And we have this kind of shared love that a lot of people don't get. Right. Which is why we made the starter kit to like kind of ease that along. Yeah. But um, but I think it also doesn't matter because I think people can recognize when they do see the show, they sort of understand like where we're coming from mm-hmm. um, with it being like so powerful and having just like great messaging. And also it's just really funny and it's really, really satisfying. It's really just, it's a comfort, it's a comforting watch that yeah. we can con, you know, constantly sort of mark time throughout the years. So yeah. anyway, really appreciate Definitely. you reaching your hand out. So that's my takeaway. Of course. Lauren, what's your golden takeaway? Um, yeah, I mean, thank you guys so much. This, this is so much fun. Um, my golden takeaway is I think it's really just so nice. I think you all kind of touched on this, but like, I feel like being a young queer kid, I liked a lot of things that I knew were weird to like. And one of those was the Golden Girls. Yeah. And like, it is just so nice to feel so validated in your interests and your, um, you know, like your presentation of yourself and all of that. And a lot of that, I think, you know, that insecurity about like, oh, this is weird. I like a weird thing kind of fades as you get older, mm-hmm. but it really does help to find people who also like those things. Um, and like, you know, just again, to sort of like go back to um, like creating something and making something in this community, like the reason we wanted to do like a scholarly angle is because you guys have kind of have you have done this for 10 years now and you do it so well and we're both really big fans i love um i love you're making it worse i obviously like love oh, this podcast like I'm a, I'm a big fan um and so like the opportunity to talk about the golden girls in like a niche way and then kind of open it up and to talk about it like you know on this like big 
sort of like, um, you know, like Instagram or whatever, like these, these big Facebook groups, those things, like these big spaces where people um, are coming together to talk about this like 40 year old show. Um, It's really cool. And it's really nice. And I think of like, you know, there's, I feel like even now there's like teens I see who like run Mm -hmm. Betty White fan accounts and like, how cool for them like what that's this is out there um and so thank you guys for for creating this podcast and for you know being such a a beacon for the rest of us golden girls podcast to yes uh, model ourselves after we appreciate absolutely Uh, well we have some business to take care of but you stick around because you know what you have to stay for at the very end that's what we have to do together so yes please carrie you want to go ahead Yes. So yes, we want to thank Sarah and Lauren from Enough Wicker for being here today. This has been another episode of Out on the Lanai. And if you are a paid member in our GG VIP club on Patreon, uh, today you're getting another wild bonus episode of the Rusty Anchor Happy Hour. And if you want to sign up and be part of the GG VIP club, you can check it out at patreon.com slash golden girls podcast. There's so, so much fun stuff to check out there. Otherwise, we will catch you back here next week for more Golden Girls greatness. And you guys, we are part of mom. Moguls of media, you know, from Alaska and Willem and all those great queens over there. Go follow them and support Mom Plus. And you can follow us on social media at Golden Girls Pod on Twitter, Out on the Lanai Official on Instagram, Golden Girls Pod on Facebook. Can't believe we still use that and that is still around. And I am H. Allen Scott slash Sadie Pines on everything. And I am Squidzy on Instagram and Squid Eat Squid on Twitter. And if you want to help us out and support the podcast, you can go wherever you get your podcast. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review because it'll help uh, bump us up and just help more people discover our lovely kick-ass community of Golden Girls fans. And this is where y'all come in. Okay. And remember, as always, stay stay golden. golden. And Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. Out on the Lanai is not endorsed by Wit Thomas Harris Productions, Touchstone Television, Disney, or any of its subsidiaries. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. All names, pictures, audio, and video clips of the Golden Girls are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respective trademark and or copyright holders. 